You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. World Arm Wrestling League this week, show number 50, with myself, Neil Pickup, and what an episode we have got lined up. We've crammed them in. Listen to this for a guest lineup. The Handmine, John Milner, Canada's very own, joins us on the show tonight. Ryan Blue Bowen of Australia joins us on the show tonight. The Lemon that he's trying to squeeze at WEL 601. Brandon Lemon, Mulverhill, joins us on the show tonight. And last, but by no means least, the World Arm Wrestling League hammer holder, Rob Vigent Jr., joins us on the show tonight. This one's all about the middleweights. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Show number 50, World Arm Wrestling League this week with myself, the fat lad, Neil Pickup, and it's a full house on the show. Let me introduce who we got on here for you. We got a new guy in the house, a returning Canadian legend, former Arm War star, former Canadian standout representing the high hookers. It's the hand mine, John Milne. John, welcome to the show, matey. Thanks for having me, Neil. I appreciate it. Hi, no guys. problem. I've heard that from a few women. Now then, not only have we got John Milne on the show, we've also got from the land down under, it's Ryan Blue Bowen. Now then, brother. I'm, I'm good, mate. How are you? Thanks for having me again. Not a problem, mate. Not a problem. And I brought you two of your best friends. And they're <laughs> right here on the line right now. Brendan Lemon. What's up? What's up? Yes, and also, it's the hammer holder, Rob Vigent Jr. in the house. How's it going, oh, Robbie? Oh, yeah, here for two reasons, spitting truth and keeping it cleaner than Clorox, baby. Yes, that's how we roll. Now, I'm going to get into a little secret as well, listeners. we got another new surprise guest on the show as well. This guy fights live bears. He can catch a salmon from a waterfall using only his lips. Evan Burgoyne is on the show. Evan, how, how are you doing? doing? I'm all right, brother. I'm all right. Good to have you guys on. And uh, a lot of things to talk about. 601 has all but been announced. April the 21st, LA, if you weren't aware, the first of the 600 series will go down on the card as almost... Almost, and I say one match is still to be announced, but outside of that, we know the rest of them. And ladies and gents, it is absolutely stacked. The first match I want to talk about, guys, is the two men that we've got on the phone. We heard from them in the last couple of episodes, and we've seen on social media, it's been intensifying on a daily basis. Brandon Lemon 
versus Ryan Bowen. And I want to start this question with a guy who knows both these men very well. And I know he's also a very honest person. He's the kind of guy who's not going to hold back his opinions. And it'll be interesting to see whether he's incredibly biased because one of them's his countryman, but John Milne. Can you give me your take on what we're about to see in LA as Brendan Lemon goes against Ryan Bowen? Two very opposing styles, two uh, very much present arm wrestlers. Both these guys can really pull, John. How do you see it? Number one, I think this is a fantastic matchup. Both of these guys are incredibly hungry. Uh, Ryan's been traveling the globe. He's been training with the best people he possibly can, and he's been fighting all over the place and winning. Uh, Brendan has been doing not not exactly the same, but he's he's the guy's training hard all the time. He travels a bit, um, but he lives, breathes, eats arm wrestling. And and what we talked about earlier, I expect Brendan to be faster. I expect Brendan to have better mechanics and better in-match uh, technical skills. I think uh, Ryan might be a bit stronger. Um, they both really, really want this match, and they're both incredibly hungry. I expect and I hope that Brendan Mulvihill wins this one. And um, maybe that's a bias. I don't know. But uh, it, it is what it is. Now, let, let's talk about size for a moment, okay? Because, Brendan, you're a guy that's, uh, I mean, where were you at your biggest, mate? Have you been sort of up the sort of 240 kind so, of area? Yeah. yeah, so last year at this exact time, I was 247 pounds of tipping out of the scale. And two days ago, I, I woke up and I was 206 pounds. And that's been almost a year, just about under a year. And it's been all unhealthy weight. I, my arms are actually an inch bigger. I feel stronger, I'm tighter, I'm quicker, and I feel like it's uh, going to be a bad day for Aaron Bowen. And, and Brendan, just to give some perspective on that, how tall are you, mate? What, what's your About height? six foot two and a half, I believe. Okay, so a shade under six three exactly. and two hundred and six pounds. So you're you're a much leaner, much sharper version of yourself. And by contrast, uh, Ryan Bowen. You've taken a bit of weight, really, mate. You've been putting weight. We've seen you come up from, I mean, in your debut in Arm Wars, I think you were weighing, what, around the 80-kilo mark? Yeah, I think it was 80, 82 kilos the day that I competed in Arm Wars, and that was a year and a half in. I, I, I really I came to the sport off the back of a, um, off the back of an Army career, which had me lean and light um, and endur- an endurance-based athlete. I wasn't, a, I wasn't a particularly strong guy when I started in the sport, so I've been steadily building up um, since then. And, uh, yeah, this morning, 209 pounds this morning. So, right now, you're the slightly heavier man. Um, and what's your height, Ryan? What, what are you standing now? 6'1". So, 6'1 versus 6'2.5", not much in it there. Obviously, um, we know that a tremendous amount of your preparation coming into this match and all matches at the moment, Ryan, has been based on that top-end power. You've really been trying to make some uh, some serious strides uh, in that environment, yep. mate. Is that something for you're me, still pursuing um, hard? It, it is. For me, it was the... Um... The, the component of my game that I identified in the, over the last couple of years as, as the missing link. I, I feel like I, I I move really well on the table. Uh, so the, the the technical aspect of the sport, I'm not I'm I don't feel like I'm deficient in any way. I feel like I'm quite quite developed in that sense. And it was always just redline power that was that was missing from my game. So I've really invested a lot of time and energy over the last 12 months in particular in in getting my connective tissue just 
ready to handle proper, legit, elite level power um, under a, a different number of circumstances. And I, and I, I'm, with every week that goes by, I feel like I'm more and more prepared for a, for a really tough match. Now, I want to bring in Evan Burgoyne at this point in time, because interestingly, Evan, you're, you're I think, the only person on the call who has actually competed against both these men. I mean, you pulled um, Ryan in an absolute grinder at the, the bottom eight last year. Um, you came up on the losing side of that, but it was a, it was definitely a, a career ender. Uh, you're also very, very familiar with uh, Brendan. Uh, yeah. Do you agree uh, with John Milne's take on this thing, mate? Do you see it going a similar way? No, I I don't agree with John at all. I, he said that he thinks Ryan's stronger, and there's, there's just no way that Ryan's stronger. I've arm wrestled Ryan. He's he's not strong. I he really isn't. I if, when I get my hand around him, I pull through him like butter, and I can just bounce him off the table repeatedly. Now, <laughs> however. He, you know, likes to run away and do the avoiding thing, which is cool. I mean, some people will get down like that. But that's just a matter of positioning. I, I guess he was strong enough to get out there on me, but he's not going to be strong enough to get out there on Brennan. Brennan and I arm wrestle very differently. Brennan's going to be stronger than Ryan in every spot that's going to matter in the match. Ooh. Now, Brandon, that, 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 I'm, we're going we're gonna to come to you, mate. That obviously must give you a tremendous amount of confidence in that your sort of training partner and mentor there has faced the guy you're about to arm wrestle. Do you draw a lot of confidence from that, mate? Is that is that something that you're really taking uh, stock of, or do you see a lot of improvement in Ryan? And it's fair to say he has been improving tremendously. Yeah, I see a lot of improvements in Ryan, but, you know, I have improved as well, just as much as he has, if not more, like... He, I've got the the age behind my back. I'm still younger, and I got a lot more of ceiling, and I'm gonna get a lot more stronger as well. But since Evan has pulled Ryan, now I know where I need to train, and I, now I know where I need to be strong in order to beat Ryan. I'm coming in with full respect for Ryan. I'm not giving him any benefit of the doubt. I'm coming in with the worst case scenario possible. So I've never really had this mentality for a while. I've been winning a lot of matches quite easily, and, and that, that made me not train as hard as I should be. So now that I've been have been traveling and the competition is getting more stiffer, I've uh, really tightened up my game. I've cared more about my health now. I've never been this focused ever in my life, and this is the best me I, that I possibly can be. I don't think Ryan's skill set will be able to defeat me. I think I've beaten people that are physically stronger than Ryan. I've beaten better matches than Ryan, and I'm coming in with the fire. I don't know if he has more fire than I do. I'm ready for a good match, and I'm excited. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to take a short break just there, but please don't go anywhere. We will be back in just a few. Welcome back to the show, guys. Neil Pickup with you here, show number 50, middleweight edition. We've got them packed in tonight. Let's get back to the boys and let them get at it. Now, we're going to come over to the hammer holder, uh, the guy that's got where everybody wants to be in the middleweight division, Rob Bidgeon. Well... You've, you've been in some heated debate with Ryan Bowen. Um, you're not necessarily a guy that sent him a Christmas card this year. But but let's also be honest. In his last couple of outings, you openly came on this show and in other areas and said that you saw a real possibility, in fact, in some instances, a probability that he could get the job done. And in the last outing, 
outside of the World Arm Wrestling League against Chan Shaw, he did just that. You've heard the comments of John Milne. You've heard the comments of Evan Burgoyne. Is it something you endorse, mate? Would you advocate that, or do or, uh, you see things differently again? Well, I mean, in the past, I've put Ryan Bowen in his lane, but that doesn't mean I don't recognize his strength and ability and his climb. I see what he's become and his drive, and I can see uh, the evolution of a person. With that being said, I also see uh, Brendan as a guy who's got an X factor about him. He, he's an X factor cat, which is somebody like you could take strong guys and try to teach them arm wrestling. The way he moves on a table, um, he just gets it, right? Like there's some people who just understand the arm wrestling game, and he just gets it. And I may be in that lane that right now today that I think Ryan Bowen might be, he might be stronger. But when you factor in fighting that game against leverages and the angles that Brendan's going to be able to take and the tool set that Brendan's going to come with, my bot, a lot of me, I think it's a very 50-50 match based on everything I've seen in recent and really digesting it. But I think, uh, you know, Brendan is the guy that I think has a little bit more boost in his uh, backup rockets. You know what I mean? Like he's got a little more something. He's got the X factor. He's got that little bit more. Ryan is a very intelligent guy, which makes him dangerous. And he understands the angles and he's even – not afraid to recognize his weaknesses. So as I flip flop back and forth with this in my mind, I've I've seen it as uh, I've gone back and forth, and I see so much strength in both guys that really right now, honestly, honestly, I I really I can't pick a winner. I I think it could go either way. Now you're a guy that has taken a lot of criticism online and you take a lot of I don't want to say disrespect I think a lot of people do respect your capabilities Rob but you you also have a lot of guys out there who at least in the written word on social media will tell everybody that that, that they can be you you are actively taking steps to find who that real legitimate number one challenger from the chasing pack is. Uh, the cock of the walk competition, which you guys are organizing over there, is going to be stacked with talent. The two men on the line, I wanted to just get your impressions of whether you feel these guys are sort of a step above uh, the guys that we're seeing compete uh, the cock of the walk, or you feel that they would struggle with some of those guys do you think that uh, they've dodged a bullet a little bit well i feel like dodged a bullet in terms of we don't really know where they're at because they haven't been out there enough but the cock of the walk was designed basically with brendan and bowen in mind because these are the guys that were on facebook saying what they say and i appreciate giving someone their stab 
and now that they're in a match, it kind of eliminates the two guys that were the biggest social media presences. So this is kind of in their honor, in their shadow. Do I think that either one of them would walk in and burn out this competition? No, I think those guys that are in there are really good. But uh, for me, psychologically, does anyone present a threat? Yeah, everybody. I mean, honestly, if you got inside my brain, I worry about everybody. Like, the there's a there's two sides. I mean, there's a logical side of me that thinks I will win every match, and then there's the insecure side of me that thinks Bowen's going to rise up and take the hammer off me. Brendan's going to take the hammer off me. They're all going to do it, and that's the piece. As much as it's an insecurity, it keeps me sharp. That's mm-hmm. the one that keeps me when I have days that I'm like feeling off my game that maybe I I go to practice instead of like lazing around. So I respect everyone's ability. I really do. Like I'll bust balls and I'll do that stuff, but there's a lot of really good athletes coming up and a lot of great incentives for people to rise. There's a lot of really good reasons for people to get off the couch and be somebody. So and 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 these guys represent that. You know what I mean? So they they are they are that they're, but do I think that they dodged a bullet? Maybe I think it's I think you know that class, especially with the guys we got coming out ducking out of the woodwork. We got some weirdos coming. Truth be told, we might even have Brzezink coming out for that. Oh. I don't think he's going to compete, but I think he wants I think he wants to feel what I'm all about. And I think he wants to feel what like. I think he wants to get a hold of like me and Paul Lynn and namely me, but then like Paul Lynn and Storm being in the house, he wants to see where the 95 kilogram class weight is at. But the, the that's the thing I'm saying is you got people curious enough to like tiptoe and put their toe in the water that John's thinking about coming over. So yeah, it's the shark tank. It's a, it's a real, real, real shark tank. I got respect. But I also do. I think they dodged the bullet. Yeah, that class is going to be made to hurt feelings. People, everyone's going away with the hurt feelings except the winner. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here a little bit, and I'm I'm gonna do this first of all with uh, you know what I'm gonna do this with John Milne. I'm gonna throw some names out there, John, and I'd like you to tell me if you believe that these guys could go over there and and uh, smash the class. Over where? What's walk. over there? Are you, t- are you talking about At my of the walk. or are you yes. talking about Europe? I'm talking about Cock of the Walk. All right, because we're not talking about Europe today. No. no. So Rob, then we'd have to get Dan Moser on the phone. And ah. If we got him on the phone, you'd have to pay him at least 25 cents a minute or whatever they do on Sprint and all that stuff. Ah. I don't think we're going to get the chance to, to see. Who's, who's that, yapping? Is that Evan? That's me. He's talking to me right now. Just chill for a minute. There you go. I was just just, doing. Are you getting upset? So Devin bumped. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) So John, first name I'm going to throw out there, Craig Tuye. Wow, that guy's a badass. That'd be that'd be that'd be fantastic to see him in there. And I think yeah, hell yeah, in there. He's been on the roster. He was a hammer match. You can't have him in there. No, we're we're playing devil's advocate here. Not that oh, he's okay. going in there. If he Neil? did, does he burn people? Neil, why don't you just ask Rob Bidgen Jr. my opinion? <laughs> <laughs> that might work. That might be easier. Yes. 
Scar Milne's opinion is yes. <laughs> so, we're, we're, we're going to go around the houses on this. John, John, would you think that Tuye, if he was to run into the crop of chasing middleweights, would burn them? Uh, burn them, no. I mean, I, I think he could win, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess it depends what you mean by burn. Um, like smoke everybody without without a sweat? Absolutely not. But yes. he, he, for sure, he could win that. Okay. Yes. I'm going to throw another name in there. Storm Chilino. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Yes, uh, same. I, I give the same answer. I mean, of course, uh, Storm. I'm, only, I'm just over here high five with my kid. Don't worry about it. I was just in the background. No worries. <laughs> Rob Benjamin Show, ladies and gentlemen. At this moment, if if it crosses over near tournament, uh, your conversation, no big deal. But if you happen to feel it, like that, it's answering your questions, then I'm sorry. Yes, Storm <laughs> Craig. Yes. Destruction. <laughs> Moving on. Sorry. I don't want to cut you guys off. I really, really don't. I'm going to try to stick this in my face. Don't worry about That's it. That's all you've been doing. That's all you've been doing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time one more time. Please get yourself a brew. Get up. Stretch those legs. Get back for more action in just a moment. Are you ready? Are you recharged? Because we are going to go straight back into the action. Okay, I'm coming to Evan Burgoyne with this next one. Jordan Sill. Jordan's got a real slow style that would probably take its toll on his arms throughout an event like that. I don't think he would be walking through all of it. I think he'd start getting real tired up by the end of it. Okay. Last name I'm going to put out there. What about Paul Lynn? Same, but Paul will still do better in the later rounds, I think. Mm. Very, very interesting. When you've got a triple elimination with that many studs, endurance is a big thing. And if you're not a smasher that can just pound their way through the class, it's going to be tough. You can't get hung up in matches and expect to still do as good in the next round. Smashes people, it's going to be hard to slow them down to tire them out. Anybody is there right? any of those names, like, though, guys? He might win the first round, and that's it. So, if you were looking at that entire roster in the cock of the war, guys like Alice Langston, potentially Brent Rockers, Sonny the Money Larson. Uh, come on, fire me some names in here, Robert. What else we got? We got Sinks. Alcaster, Kevin Robertson. Merlo. Mm-hmm. Merlo. Goga. That okay. guy, that, that he's foreign, so he gives us legitimacy. So we're all good. So if you look at that roster, is there any single guy within that roster that you believe were they to come over to the World Arm Wrestling League roster could no. Those guys that I've just mentioned, Chilino. No. They could beat Lynn. I think they get to be the best Facebook personality who pumps their chest at who's the best at pumping their chest. Do I really think that any one of them today are threats to the people on the roster? No. That's... That's sounds like I'm being a, a prick bag, but do I think that anyone going to be put a, be a threat to Storm? 
Uh, Lynn, Coulier, me? No, I don't. I don't. Not today. They need some more time. Or maybe never. I don't know. Can Ryan Bowen hang with any of those guys? There's not enough data on those two guys. Ryan Bowen and Brendan Mulvihill is not enough data. Um, based on what I've seen, I would say he needs more time. Um, but, but but we're all we're all speculating. If I had my money to bet, no, not right now. No. Oh, oh, the guys in the cock of the walker, or, no. or the guy from the wall. The 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 the, the guys that yeah, I we, mentioned. Paulin, Paulin, no, not right now. If I was a betting man. Now, I've seen a lot of people bet and make wrong uh, bets that they were so sure of something. So, no, I got great respect for where Ryan's heading. I, I see Ryan as a guy because of his ability to invest the time he does and invest the energy he does that he could be a real threat. And he's, in, uh, he's intelligent enough to dissect it and, 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 and maneuver and do things in that way. However, there are physiological ceilings no matter how hard you try there are people that can't dunk a ball from the free throw line i don't care who you are there's you can try it all day long and there are people that are never going to do it so there are physiological caps no matter what the situation is so there's not enough data on ryan to say can he can't he i don't know if i was a betting man i'd say right now no the elite in north america and even in the majority of europe in in all that shit is the guys involved that 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 is there's a handful you could cherry pick from europe in 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 asia and all that from kazakhstan whatever it is there is a there is a small very very small handful but those are the dudes so let me ask you this then and i'm going to come firstly to brendan lemon on this one brendan if yes. you look at yourself and you look at Ryan Bowen, which one of you guys do you believe represents the more universal threat? And by that, I mean most well-rounded. If you were to be matched down the road against the names I've just mentioned, and you can also throw Justin Bishop into that mix. Okay. Is it well, you or is it Bowen? I think I have A, speed behind me, and my explosiveness. So Ryan hasn't really shown us any of that side yet. A lot of his matches have been, you know, in the later rounds, he can find a hole on his opponent, and he can drain them out. But with me, a lot of my matches, I'm able to use explosiveness off the start and win a couple matches before I have to actually use any of my, my static strength. That's how I've been winning a lot of these matches, is I'm able to finish quick when it counts, and I have the energy whenever the round comes to the end, and whenever winning is done, I have that extra drive behind me. So I would say I am definitely a step above in that sense. I would cause a higher stretch to these guys than Ryan would. Ryan will be going power to power against these guys, where I have a lot more options. I don't necessarily have to match their strength. I could come at them from a different angle, use some of my tricks necessarily, but it's still involving strength. It would cause more of a threat than I would than Ryan would for sure against these guys. Mm -hmm. Same question, Ryan Bowen. Yeah, I think I think we I think we bring a different set of tools, uh, and therefore we propose a different set of threats to all those guys you mentioned. I, I feel like I would have a 
better general uh, ability to threaten all of them because of my style is more adaptive, I feel, and I, I play the, the long, slow game when it comes to super matches. Brendan may have a better chance against any one particular guy, given that Brendan is a more offensive and explosive style of uh, arm wrestler. So I think it would depend on who we were facing, but I feel like those guys that you mentioned do deserve to be seen as the, the top tier in the middleweight WAL. Um, obviously, people like Justin, I, I, I know I'm ready to be Justin. I, I, I would be confident right now in my head to feel the favorite if I was to face him because I've just been thinking about how I would do that for so long. Names like Storm, um, I respect the amount of hand control he's got. Um, I have no doubt that he... He is top-end hand control elite North America for sure. Uh, he's only a touch away from probably where Rob's at. Um, Paul Lin, to me, has always had a shape. The world. That's the truth. Paul Lin has always had a shape of being thought would be very difficult to deal with. Um, Brendan, I think, would have a better chance against Paul than me in a style sense. But at the same time, as my power increases... I start to options start to open up for me against all styles, and that's because that's really been what I've tried to develop. I've tried to develop a, a counter counter attacking style that can handle anyone. Mm. Okay, let's talk a little bit about um, the guys that you would face down the road if you were to get through Brandon. You've, you've often spoken about Justin Bishop and the fact that Justin Bishop ma- makes a lot of sense for you. But if you sort of plan the route through, you know, who would be within the roster right now, who would be the most logical progression towards Rob Vigent Jr., how would you place the matches if you were given your own magic wand to do so? Who, how, who would you put against who? Uh, I mean, for example, if, if... who's stronger, Storm Cellino or Paul Lynn? Yeah. Okay. Well, for for me, it depends on what 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 the the goal is. I'm trying to achieve. Am I trying to achieve just the biggest marketing impact of who I think would be insane matches, or am I trying to get to the hammer as quickly as I as I can? Um, get to the hammer. And to, to, to get. If I'm trying to get to the hammer. hammer. It's 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 defeat Brendan, defeat Justin, and depending on how long the season is. I don't know. Does that does does defeating Justin qualify me for a go? It kind of, I it in some senses it does, but in some senses I would still see Paul and, and Storm as as another necessary step because I mean we've seen that Storm hasn't been able to beat Rob. So I, I do believe, out of respect for Storm, that it would. Can me, I cut in here for a second? Uh, Let me cut in for one second. There's sure. two points I've got to make. First of all. Storms only ever beat me in the straps years back when he, when the straps were a mystery. Since then, I'm like 6-0, against him. Thirdly, Justin that you pulled was about 20 pounds lighter than the, the muscled up plus 200 pound version of Justin that I pulled. So to say you've got data on the guy that I pulled is really, really inaccurate. It's really unfair because you want everyone to give you the nod that you're not the same dude you were two years ago. Well, that's asinine to think that you pulled a Justin Bishop who was 180 pounds, and I pulled a Justin Bishop who was highly skilled and over 200 pounds is the same dude, and you're like, I'm ready for him. That's asinine to say that. (laughs) 
No, 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 you 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 put words in my mouth. I definitely don't. I don't say that Justin is has sat still or anything like that. No, no one. What did I put in your mouth? What did I put in your mouth? What are you even saying that I put in your mouth? I'm saying you're saying you're saying, for him. saying that I don't think Justin's progressed. Of course he's progressed. We've all progressed. I think it's crazy if you don't think. But you're sitting here saying that like you know you're ready. Mean. You don't know you're ready. You're saying you're ready. Well, you I know, believe you're, I am. You're, you're I believe, like when it comes to Justin. Don't know exists. When it comes to Justin Bishop, I have data when it comes in the to way. Justin Bishop, what do you know? What do you know except the past? Nothing. What do Nothing. I know? I know the shape. I know the shape the man sets up. I felt his hand. You're I know like exactly where. Fucking Columbus. You know what used to be. <laughs> you know what was. Well, unless, you know how unless he's bones, unless his forearm has grown an inch and a half longer. Then I have a memory of the you shape know what, of his bro? head. You got this. You got this garbage ass thought of like wrist measurements and arm length measurements, <laughs> and it's all baloney. Guess what? Get out of that trap because there are going to be guys that are going to be way skinnier than you. They're going to be way stronger, and that's going to be way hard to swallow. There are going to be guys that have a smaller bicep. Right, they're going to have right. a way stronger bicep. You go with this, round, this, measurement. I lose this round, wrist measurement is weak. I knew a guy with a 10-inch wrist that had the weakest wrist in the game. Ryan, I'm right, going to just jump in to say one of the one of the points that Rob just made there about, you know, experiencing in life that you meet guys that are like, Way skinnier and way stronger. That's my life, right? That's my life. I, I, every day. Yeah, look, the, the, Rob's, Rob's, Rob's getting on his high house for, for no reason here. Um, honestly, though, I'm like, I, I lose. It's because you profess the gospel because like, you have a bigger wrist or some shit. Yeah. Stop, I lose, listen, stop the bullshit. I lose, the reason I lose more round ones than I win is because I've facing a guy that I've never touched before. Once I've felt something, you have an improved ability to make a decision on a direction in which you're going to commit your effort. I've had those round ones already. I've had six round ones. Sure, they were in 2017 with Justin, but I have something to work off, which increases my likelihood of making the correct decision. Talk about strength 20 aside, pounds of extra aside. muscle. We don't know where the strength is at between me and Justin. Obviously, we've both evolved since 2017. But what I do have is... on the same curve, you would get the same result, right? Hypothetically? Correct, if we were on the same, yeah. If we were on the exact same trajectory the entire time. But you just talk about it like, oh, I've trained, I know where he's at, I'm past that. No, no, not until you do it. No, you're not. I think that... um, where, where I'm at relative to Justin is an unknown. I think that uh, in 2017, he was clearly the stronger man, and he educated me that day on what I need and what I lack. Since then, I feel like I've done what's required to, to, to really change that, and uh, I believe the match is, is a killer match. No matter, no matter who comes out on top, I think it's an outstanding match. And for me, that's a, a logical step. If I was to get through Brendan, to then take on Justin, to then sit maybe in that top tier ready for a hammer shot. One of the matches on the 601 card is truly representative of the best female pullers at the middleweight division that certainly I would say in any promotion, World Arm Wrestling League or other. We've got two WAF champions in Marlene Kleinsmith and Irina Gladkaya. I don't think you could find two better middleweight ladies anywhere in the world. Is that something you'd agree with, uh, with Ryan? 
Yeah, absolutely. This, this, this is the pinnacle right here of, of women's arm wrestling for this weight division. And I know that uh, Arena has a winning record on the right arm over Marlon. However, when Marlon won her, her world championships, Arena finished fourth that day and they never faced. So it's been a while since they've, they, they've pulled each other. And um, it's exciting. This is one that, that I think, I, I mean, everyone must be looking forward to this match. I mean, front row, this is going to be something special. Mm-hmm. Well, it fooled me, innit? Obviously, uh, when Marlon made her debut in the World Arm Wrestling League, she was competing against a dominant champion uh, in Fioresic, a lady who had a winning record against her. And yet, even with the new rule system, the new format, which she wasn't used to, the new table specifications, Marlon looked an unstoppable force. Do you think that she can repeat that performance against Irina Gladkaya? I think that having that... that 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 entry experience that she's done one match in the WAL does make a difference. Typically we've seen the European uh, competitors come across and take a match or two before they, they look at home in the WAL starting uh, style. But one thing I noticed is that the, the women in WAL, um, their starts look cleaner than the men's. It's, it, they, I don't know whether it's just habits, but both of these women are coming from a European uh, refereeing background. And I, f- I think that they're both going to just respectfully grip up and, and then just let rip from there. So I think it's, I don't think the WAL starts are going to play that much of a factor here. I think it's going to be uh, a 50 50 match right off the go. Rob Vigeant, obviously you're familiar with both these guys. You've seen Gladkaya pull a great deal. You've obviously a lot of familiarity with uh, Marlene Kleinsmith from, from Cena in the World Arm Wrestling League. Uh, how do you see this one going, mate? Well, let me cut in on you there because uh, a point Ryan made, there's a big bit of mystery about uh, people being able to adjust. And he, we mentioned how... Uh, Marlon Kleinsmith just jumped in and dominated right from round one. So there's really not a big adjustment. It's just dependent on the arm wrestler. It's it's, it's arm wrestling rules depending how comfortable you are with just setting up. These two girls, I've done a bit of research on them and watched a lot of videos. It's actually a a really top-end match. I'm really excited for it. I'm excited. I hope... I hope I have enough time to sit there and watch it and see it all unfold. Uh, how it's going to go, I can't. I couldn't even begin to the how dominant Marlon Kleinsmith was against Fia. Man, she was almost she was scary strong. So it's it's hard to bank. But I also know that there's other human beings walking the earth like that. So. In reality, it's really hard to say, but to use the rules, other Europeans have struggled with, quote-unquote, other people that couldn't get the rules down. Molly Kleinsmith walked in, got the rules down from round one and won 3-0. So when people say that as a crutch, just know that a girl like Marlon walked in, unfamiliar, first debut, 3-0, no problem. So, get rid of the crutch. Ladies and gentlemen, I think you will agree that that got a little bit tasty. we got to bring the curtain down there, fellas, ladies, and it's another one in the can. We have got plenty more to come, but I want to say a massive thank you to all my guests on this particular show, 
Brandon Lemon Mulvihill, and his coach Evan Burgoyne. John, the Handmine, Milne, thank you very much, brother. Great to have you on here. Rob Vigent Jr., the Hammer Holder. And how could we forget the amazing and super popular Ryan Blue Bowen, the Ginger Ninja, Mr. Bowen making a choice to give away his time and join us here on the World Arm Wrestling League. Love the dude. Ladies and gents, also want to say a massive thank you to all of you guys for once again taking your time to tune in and check us out right here at the World Arm Wrestling League. We hope you will again, same time, next time. And until then, take it easy, peeps. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and wagering week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.